This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, everybody likes to make a buck, right? And for most of us, we don't have much of a choice. We have to put enough money in our pocket to pay our bills. So we get up every day and head off to our job, happy to do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. But alas, not everyone thinks that way. In reality, there are financial con artists out there just waiting to rip off good and honest people. Some of their schemes are complex, and some of them are so simple it's amazing they even get away with it. On today's show, we're going to take a look at some of the more common financial scams and what you can do to protect yourself. But before we venture further into the world of financial scams, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who I'm happy to report is one of the most ethical and stand-up people I know. <laughs> I, I appreciate the compliment, you know. I, I mean... You know, here's here's my rule of thumb. Take care of your family, look out for your neighbors, and always tell the truth, right? There you go. Yeah, that's my motto. So, uh, but seriously, thanks for the great introduction, Greg, and uh, I'm happy to be here with you today. This is fun. Uh, I always love doing the show, and this should be an interesting one. Now, uh, before we jump into that, what have you been doing? Are you keeping busy over there? Always being busy. Um, got another webinar uh, coming up for our Hawaii federal uh, employees oh, on yeah. Thursday and Saturday. Um, so a lot of my clients, as you know, Tony, um, more than half are federal employees. That's kind of been my my niche in the last uh, sure. five, six years. So very happy to, uh, to still be doing that. Um, aside from work, we got a fridge, uh, a new fridge coming today, and we ordered okay. it um, like three months ago. Oh, wow. And uh, wow. Lowe's gives us the window. Check out this delivery window. Sometime between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. <laughs> so not okay. even not even during daylight hours, really. I mean, it could be any time. Um, yeah. They've so narrowed it down to, to a 12-hour period for you. <laughs> I know. That's very efficient, isn't it? <laughs> if they show... I think it's probably in fine print. If we show, it will be during this time. Otherwise, it might not be today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I hate that. And especially now, everything's taking longer. If like you need something done or want to order something, even from like Amazon, it seems like it takes forever. Uh, and even yeah. more than usual, even even on the islands. I mean, you know, this stuff could sometimes take a while, but now it's crazy, isn't it? It is, and hopefully everyone gets their uh, Christmas shopping done so oh. they can anticipate those delays. Yeah, I've heard that uh, there's going to be shortages on a lot of things uh, for Christmas. So if you haven't done your shopping yet, do it now. <laughs> well, there's still something to purchase, and and because uh, if you order it, uh, it may not get there. So uh, that's good advice right there for our listeners. Uh, but now uh, back to our actual topic, uh, protecting your money from scams. I think this is going to be a good one. I mean, I've seen a lot of news stories about people getting taken for thousands of dollars. And 
on some of these scams and I just, my heart drops into my stomach. It's terrible. And, you know, at first I get angry that somebody would do that to a fellow human being. And especially, uh, they target seniors and elderly and that's just despicable. But you have to ask yourself, then I start asking myself, Hey, could I fall for that kind of thing? So we all need to look at this. Uh, what do you have first for us today, Greg? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You're right. They do target seniors. Um, I even had a, one of my strategic partners, a state planning attorney, um, one of his clients fell victim uh, to one of these um, a few years ago and just a nice lady. And I think that was her promise. She's just too nice, too trusting. Uh, but from our article that we're going to pull from today, uh, a National Council on Aging. Uh, that's actually th their article and it's titled Top 10 Financial Scams That Are Targeting Seniors. So I'm going to use that. It's got some terrific information. Now, at the outset, the article notes that according to the FBI, seniors lose more than $3 billion every year to con artists. Three billion. I mean, that is a huge number. And it's not just the wealthy seniors who are targeted. Low income older folks are just as likely to fall prey to these scams. So don't think it's always strangers uh, committing these crimes either. In fact, more than 90% of reported elder abuse, which includes financial crimes, are committed by family members. Oh, that and that is terrible. Uh, and some of those facts, wow. So let's jump into this. What's the first common scam you want to talk about that we need to be aware of? The first common scam is called the government imposter scam. And it's probably one of the most common ones around. Um, in this one, the scammer calls their target and pretends to be from a government agency, uh, the IRS, Social Security Administration, Medicare, or, or something similar. And they may tell you that you have unpaid taxes and you might be arrested if you don't pay up, or they may suggest that your Social Security or Medicare benefits are about to be cut off unless you provide some verification of your personal information. Now, some fraudsters are so sophisticated, they can even make the phone number they're calling from appear to be the actual number of the agency that they're pretending, pretending to represent. Wow, wow. And so uh, I think this is a fairly common one and really uh, these government agencies will never call you typically. They send you a registered mail or a, a official mail I would just hang up and go online and look up the actual number for, you know, whether it be Social Security or, you know, IRS, you know, something like that. Um, that's interesting. And, you know, when in doubt, hang up and find the agency's number online. If the call was legit, the information will be on file. Exactly. Yeah. And I've actually had that call too, where I've got a message that, oh, the IRS, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what? No, I knew it wasn't true. But then I just went online, looked it up and it said, nope, everything is good. So yeah, that's a very common one. Um, the next common con is called the grandparent scam. Now, often the scammer will call an older person and say, hi, grandpa, do you know who this is? And then once, uh, if you throw out a name, grandpa says, oh, is it so-and-so? The fraudster says, yes, and then just pretends to be that person. And from there, it's off to the criminal races. The, the crook will request money for an unexpected expense, like a car repair or overdue rent, and they'll ask the grandparent to promise not to tell anyone. And because these scammers typically ask to be paid by wire or gift cards, once the money is gone, it's generally gone for good. Wow. Yeah, and that's, and that's not good. Uh, that's really bad. So if you if you work with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, I think you're a good resource for people because, you know, 
Uh, if somebody's trying to get your money, when it comes to your money, your financial professional can help you smell a rat from a mile away. You've kind of seen and heard it all, right? Yeah, we're kept in the loop um, and updated on on what's going around, and you know that's one of the reasons doing I picked this topic today um, is to make people aware, you know, of some of these scams and because they change a lot. There's new ones coming out all the time. Uh, let's take a closer look too at the at the Medicare scams because almost every American 65 or older automatically receives Medicare, and scammers already have an easy in uh, to try this con. In this scam, the crook will typically pose as a Medicare representative requesting personal information, like your social security number, date of birth, bank accounts, something like that. But ask yourself why somebody from Medicare would be calling you for your birthday or social security number. Right. After all, if you're enrolled in Medicare, they've got your information already. So if something feels off about the conversation, it probably means, well, something is really off. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, and your gut and your instinct is a powerful tool, you know. If your gut's telling you something isn't right, uh, trust your instincts on that. It probably isn't right. And, you know, besides any legitimate business or organization is going to have no problem with you verifying what they're telling you. So hang up and uh, look up their official site, the official contact info, and reach them that way. Uh, I think that's what you need to do, isn't it? Exactly. Um, spot on, because what's worst thing that's going to happen if it is an actual thing and you hang up on them, you're not going to get in trouble for hanging up on them. Call them back, call the actual number and, and talk to somebody on your end that you know that you're connected to the right person. Now, computer scams are another big one, Tony, and we hear about these often. In, in this one, the scammer preys on the fact that older folks, you know, might not be so tech savvy or might be intimidated by modern technology. So if you're working on your computer, a lot of times a pop-up message or even a blank screen will suddenly appear and telling you that your device needs repair. And when you call the number that's given to you, the crook either requests remote access to your computer or demands payment for repair. Now, if you receive this message and you aren't comfortable dealing it with yourself, turn off your computer and then ask a trusted family member or friend for help. And you can also take it, of course, to a local repair shop and they can debug it, which is probably what it is. Yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's really smart because these local computer shops are usually pretty trustworthy and they can figure it out. They've seen it all as well. So you know what? Uh, before we move on, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, listeners can visit me online at the website, therogroup.org, or you can call my office at 808-791-2924, and we can discuss how we might be able to answer some questions, uh, concerns about scams, or maybe looking at your overall retirement goal and picture. And it's our goal to help prepare you for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. Right. And uh, listeners, pick up the phone. Don't be afraid. Give Greg a call. He's a great guy. He doesn't bite. And he can help you. Uh, he can help protect your money from scams and uh, look at your overall financial picture, help you out with that. So, Greg, that's what you do. I know that's how you help your clients. Now, you've been giving us some of these common financial scams that people often fall victim to going over some of these. Uh, it's been a great show so far. What's the next one? Well, the next con, um, and again, referencing this article, if anybody wants to read it, it's from the National Council on Aging, and it's titled The Top 10 Financial Scams Targeting Seniors. And the next one on the list addresses uh, the sweepstakes and lottery scams. Now, this is one that I mentioned earlier in the show that my attorney friend's uh, client had fallen for, and they got her for 70 grand. Um, so really, really sad. Um, 
This is one I'm guessing that many of our listeners are somewhat familiar with too, because it's a scam that does probably get the most media attention. So in this scheme, fraudsters tell their would-be victim that they've hit it big with a lottery or sweepstakes, but they need to make a payment to unlock the prize. And it's common for the victim to be sent a check even that looks legit. But then of course, after you try to deposit it, check is worthless, it's bounced, and guess what? They've already made off with what you paid them and you're on the hook for any fees that might be coming along with that bounce check and any other things that didn't go through Ugh. because of that. Yeah, it's just a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Well, and guess what? Two weeks ago, Greg, I don't think I mentioned this to you, but two weeks ago, I got a call from the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. I got a voicemail message on my phone and it was an automated message, but in a very professional women's voice it sounded very official and it said hi this is so and so with publishers clearinghouse sweepstakes you entered our sweepstakes this year and you've been awarded one of our many prizes of 1.5 million dollars we just need to contact you uh, and need you to contact us to give you your information etc and i thought hmm yeah probably not but i i deleted it but then i thought you know what i never enter the publishers clearinghouse sweepstakes but i actually did this year and so I actually filled that thing out and sent it in. So somehow they must know who sent it in because, so I decided, well, let me look on the site. And sure enough, it says on the site, a common, uh, it's a common scam that's going around right now. It says on the official publisher's clearinghouse site, uh, we will not call you, it says. Uh, we will never call you if you receive a call saying it's us, it's a scam, report it and let us know because it's not us. And so... Uh, they will only contact you via certified registered mail or in person at your door. They'll come to your door or they'll send you certified mail that you have to sign for. So uh, don't take any calls from any sweepstakes because it's all a scam. So, or uh, car warranties, yep. right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That's so, true. So uh, what do you have for us next? Well, the next common form of elder fraud is robocalls and phone scams. And they use the latest technology. They dial huge volumes of households around the wor world. And uh, once someone's on the line, there are a number of ways that they try to rip, rip people off. And some tell you, like you mentioned, Tony, your car warranty is expired oh, yeah. uh, and they need to renew it. Uh, there's other ones that say simply, hey, can you hear me? And then you say yes, and then they hang up. And from there, they use your recorded yes answer to authorize fraudulent charges on stolen cards. So if you think you may have fallen for this one, if you've ever gotten a call and just said yes and had somebody hang up, reach out to your bank and your credit card companies and financial services uh, professionals for help and to to alert the your credit file and your cards about potential fraud. Wow. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's just unbelievable. And, and I think we've all been susceptible. I think everybody's gotten those calls, right? Uh, but once again, you know, work with somebody like yourself, a, a financial professional. And I think the, the problem with some of these is the cold reality is, you know, you might not realize you've been scammed until after the scam is completed, but you know, financial companies and yourself, Greg, can help people get ahead of that situation or get on top of it once it's happened. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's always ways you can protect yourself against those types of scams. Um, but the next one is kind of tugs at the heartstrings. This one's really sad and it's called romance scams. And it's next on the fraud um, 
list here and it's something that older folks should be aware of, especially obviously if you're single. It's a pretty straightforward con job and it's where the scammer hits internet dating sites and they seek their victims from there. And then they use fake profiles, even fake social media accounts. And the crook is designed to exploit their target's loneliness. And the fraudster often claims to be living overseas, will ask for money to help cover the cost of uh, visas or medical or travel expenses to come visit. Uh, Because this tends to be a long-term scam, the bad guys often get away with a lot of money before they just vanish and disappear. In fact, the article notes that just in uh, 2019, the Federal Trade Commission estimates that seniors lost around $84 million in romance schemes. Wow. Just in romance schemes. And you know what? Those that in particular, Greg, makes me so angry uh, because I think that's uh, I think that in particular is just despicable. I mean, it ex- it's a low blow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it exploits the fact that so many seniors live alone and maybe their kids and grandkids might not live near them anymore or might not have flexibility to spend a lot of time with them. So that means they're somewhat isolated and probably lonely and they're just taking advantage of that preying on that fact so you know i mean my advice to folks out there is no matter how busy you are if there's an older person out there that you love or uh, you have a loved one who's a senior make sure you reach out to them with a simple phone call and do it frequently so you know you know they're okay and they know you're okay and uh that way they know you're thinking about them Yep, and maybe if they're on a dating site, you might be able to even make them aware um, that this is a fairly common scam. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I probably shouldn't have, uh, when I posted my information on those sites, I probably shouldn't have used a picture of Brad Pitt, huh? It's a little dishonest, I guess. I'm (laughs) kidding. Happily married 28 years. Never been on a dating site in my life, but... Um, I wouldn't know how to use one, but uh, I know people can be dishonest, so you have to watch out. Yep, it's uh, crazy how common that scam is, too. Yeah. Um, The next common scam is internet email and text messaging fraud. And this one's a doozy because there are just so many different ways scammers can use it. As we noted earlier in the show, because some older folks aren't really comfortable with technology, they've become common marks uh, for this particular fraud. So we talked about the pop-up window on the computer screen. Um, Now let's take a quick look at email and text message and they're called phishing uh, scams. And with this con, the the scammer crafts a message that looks nearly exactly like something you'd receive from a company or business you trust and they request personal information or ask you to update your credit card payment info. Then they'll use the information that you gave them to steal all your, your identity and your financial information. Just like with phone scams, don't feel like you need to respond immediately. You know, hanging up the phone and calling them back, you're not gonna get in trouble. You got a text message, sit on it for a while and then look online and then and call them uh, from the from the true source of the number. If you get an email or text from your bank or credit card company, but it just doesn't seem right, contact them. It's probably not right. Now, don't forget that your bank, your credit card companies, and other institutions work for you. You don't work for them. So the least they can do is answer your questions, address concerns if you think somebody might be scamming you. Yeah, there you go. And that's that's good advice. You, you got to make sure that uh, you don't fall susceptible to those. And once again, I think it's about instincts. Trust your instinct, trust your gut. Some of those messages are so good, you're sure they're the real thing at first glance, 
But then you have to look at it. I mean, how often does a completely random message ask you for your personal information and how often would that make sense? Not often in my experience. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's let's keep things moving. I mean, you've been telling us about some of the common scams and frauds uh, that especially the elderly can fall victim to uh, seniors out there. What do you have for us next? Well, we've taken a close look at some of the common scams out there. So let's switch gears just slightly and discuss how you can better protect your financial accounts from those outlaws who are looking to rip you off. Now, I have another article here to cite. This is from Forbes. This one's titled, How Secure Are Your Financial Accounts and How to Protect Yourself? It's got some good tips. So the article explains, Constant vigilance is really essential because con artists are doing anything possible to stay one step ahead of the good guys. Uh, For example, synthetic IDs are becoming increasingly common. Uh, With this scam, the the crook uh, combines public and stolen data to create a synthetic identity so that it can pass as facial recognition. So they set it up with their face and they can create this thing. So it's, it's getting more and more sophisticated, Tony. Well, yeah, it is. That's that's a the face recognition thing. I, I mean, I'm going to get heartburn just thinking about that. But I mean, and when it comes to protecting our accounts, then what's the first thing that you'd recommend doing? So, well, the first thing is to make sure you're aware of all the various accounts you have. And I know that sounds obvious, but I can tell you from my personal experience working with clients, it's easier than you may think to forget about an account out there. You know, I found lost uh, IRAs, 403Bs that people completely forgot about. So wrangle them all together. Make sure you know exactly what you have. Once you have a full roster of your accounts, their locations, now you can move on to more concrete security steps uh, like best one is multi-factor authentication so many banks credit card companies financial institutions give you this option so one of the more common ways to provide multi-factor authentication is through either text message or email and how it works is you enter your password online before you're allowed to be logged in you receive a text message or an email uh, you're confirming that you're the person who's trying to access the account. So while it might take a few extra seconds to log in, this uh, step goes a long way in keeping your account safer. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's so important. And I, I mean, you know what? I, the first few times I used that multi-factor authentication, uh, it, I was annoyed, I'll be honest. I'm like, oh, another step just to have to check my balance. I got to jump through another hoop. But the reality is, after you've used it a few times, you don't even notice it. I mean, it's just a kind of part of the deal. And I think if answering a quick text makes my account safer, hey, I'll take that deal every time. Yeah, and I, I'm the same way too. Like when when I travel, like if I'm on the mainland or somewhere, and I forget to put the travel notification on my cards, and it gets cut gets cut off, as it's annoying. You know what happens? But then when you call and you're like, you know what? I'm glad I'm glad you did that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's that extra step really really goes a long way for protection. Um, so that's a really good perspective there. Um, another advice is to regularly check your credit report. Now a lot of people don't do this. And by checking your credit report often, it's it keeps you up to date on what changes might have happened. It's free from a lot of different websites. You just put in your social security number, boom, you get your report instantly. So by doing this, what it allows you to do is to closely monitor your credit cards, your transactions, maybe an account was opened up in, in your name that you didn't aware of and they've been using it. It's just very important to make sure that you stay on your, your credit file. And if you see something, that doesn't quite look right, 
immediately call that credit card company and learn about the situation. And you can even put on those uh, your Experian, TransUnion, all those different um, credit reporting agency, a fraud alert. So people mm. can't open up accounts unless they you, you receive a phone call. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I think that that makes perfect sense. So uh, that's really good. And obviously, uh, when it comes to uh, your finances, knowing where we stand is probably the most important thing. Uh, and earlier in the show, you were talking about different kinds of financial fraud that are out there. Uh, you noted working with uh, uh, financial professionals can help protect yourself from scams, right? Yes. Um, financial professionals know that part of their job is to make sure clients are confident about their security of their assets. And we use uh, Generational Vault, and you know about that, Tony, where it merges all the accounts into one spot. And this is one of the most sophisticated encryption codes out there. It's just as secure as online banking. Um, it helps keep your assets organized and in one place. And that's really uh, the first step in the retirement planning process too, is getting all your accounts and getting all your assets uh, organized. We talk about passworditis a few times on the show too. And um, if people have that, there's a handy tool out there called a password manager. And it's just a program that remembers your password. So one piece of advice is not to use the same password for all your accounts, because if you lose one password, it gets compromised. Everything's compromised. So the best way to do it is to have these random passwords made up and then use a password manager software that remembers them for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, in fact, I just started using one of those password managers. And I've got to admit, it's a game changer because I was in the habit, I'll be honest, of using one password on all my sites, on multiple sites. Uh, and, you know, well, I thought it was a fairly elaborate password that nobody would think of, unique characters, et cetera, numbers and letters, and, and a unique character. The reality is, you know, if I using the same password on multiple sites, it does make you more vulnerable to fraud. So uh, using a password manager that creates these long and different passwords for each site is very helpful. Yes, yes. Um, and one more thing, um, just a good tip is for security, and there's other benefits, is using your credit card for purchases rather than your debit card. Um, reason for security is if you use your debit card, you could be on the hook for as much as $500 in fraudulent charges, where on your credit card, uh, the max is usually $50 you're responsible for, but most credit cards, you're not responsible for any fraudulent charges. And if you're financially responsible, you pay this off every month, you don't pay the interest, airline cards, you know, and getting miles, um, upgrades and things like that is a little bit extra cash in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, I like extra cash in my pocket. That's a, that's a, <laughs> it's always a good thing. Um, well, and, and I think that we have to be careful because you know, the, your check card is linked directly to your bank, whereas a credit card, uh, a regular visa or mastercard or American express discover what have you is not linked directly to your bank. And so those purchases are often covered by uh, fraud protection. And that that's good. I mean, I, what I do is I, I have a credit card, one card uh, with good perks and use that for everything, especially online purchases. And then when I get the bill, I pay it in full. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. Well, hey, that's the way to do it. Yep. We're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go, Greg? 
Uh, if any of our listeners would like some more information about what we discussed today, uh, please uh, go visit me on my website at uh, therogroup.org. You can click the contact us link, drop me a line, or feel free to give my office a call, 808-791-2924. We can discuss your concerns, whether it be for fraud or whether it be looking at your overall retirement goal, or if you want to get your assets organized and get it knowing exactly what you have and where it is, we can set you up at the generational vault. Again, 808-791-2924. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Thanks, Greg. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.